Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name's Brent. I'm your host of the show. We rate, review, and talk about RPGs. And we have a review for you today, guys. We really do. But first up, I've got some people to introduce, as I do, as I pull up my notes so I can know what I called them in my notes. First up, we have Nick. Swims better than a mermaid, Gantner. What's happening? Yeah, but flying's better than swimming. 100%. And our special, oh-so-special guest today is Marcus, has a baller Riku cosplay. Perez, what's happening, brother? Hey, guys, what's going on? I can't stand Riku, by the way. Oh, man, Riku's the best. uh, You don't like the darkness? Darkness. Bees. Um, Which, like, I imagine Riku's Riku's costume is much cooler if we replace darkness with bees. I'm just saying. That's that is a joke that I'm gonna have to send to Marcus that he doesn't he doesn't get at all. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's uh, it's for everybody. We keep making the joke on the air, but just YouTube. This is Kingdom Hearts. It's this is a, basically. It's it's yeah. This is basically Kingdom Hearts or whatever. Um, and it's it makes fun of the series. It's it's funny. Uh, we keep making the bees joke because recycled content. Yes. Um, Can't be original around here. Not at all. So we are reviewing Kingdom Hearts. It was released in 2002 by Square Enix on the PS2. Um, interesting story about the development of it. it. Actually began as a discussion um, on how to make a like uh, 3D adventure game that rivaled Mario 64, and uh, the developers were convinced the only way they could put out a platformer title. Or adventure platformer title um, to rival Mario would the only characters that could stand up to Mario would be Disney characters, and uh, at this point in time in Japan, the corporate offices for Square Enix and Disney were in the same building, so just one day, uh, Shinji or Hashimoto or whatever you know him by, uh, just is in an elevator with a Disney executive and pitched him the idea. And enabled them to go directly to higher ups at Disney and get the oh. rights to to use the characters in uh, in this action RPG, I guess you'd call it. So that's a weird story, because uh, like cool. before I look that up in my mind playing the game, it's like s- somehow like Disney wanted to franchise out the rights to Disney games and Square Enix is like we'll make an RPG and just went to some crazy place with it. I had no idea it was a, it was a, we have to get Disney to compete with Mario type, uh, type fucking shenanigans. So, and they didn't even end up making like an action platformer. It's like an action RPG. Like there's, there's some platforming elements. There's some platforming elements, but they're not, uh, well, I guess there's plenty of platforming elements. They're just not as prolific as like a Mario game. Like it's not a core mechanic to the game, I don't think. Yeah. So especially after you get Glide, then it's then it's just whatever. So um, yeah. Kingdom Hearts, guys. Um, before Is it like only the also like the only Square Enix game to have been re-fucking done like eight fucking million times. Oh yeah, like they finished. If I read, if I read the 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 oh, chain of events right kingdom hearts final mix was done before or was finished before kingdom hearts 2 started development 
So like they had already so, released yeah. the first one before they did the second one. Like what is that? It's money, man. Like that seems weird. So I mean, it is. I mean, well, I knew a guy growing up who bought Kingdom Hearts, beat it, then heard Final Mix was coming out, imported it from Japan, just so you could watch the special added ending shit or whatever. I mean, I I moved away. Well, before Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, so I assume he got Kingdom Hearts 2 and then also got the Final Mix version of that as well. But I can't say for sure. But there are definitely people out there who liked it that much. Yeah, no, I mean, it has a rabid fan base, and I would say our little community is the exact opposite of that, and we will get into that when we talk about Discord questions. Like, just the the salt that floweth from our community just based on like us playing these games is ridiculous now Marcus I know this is your first time playing it had you had any experience or heard of Kingdom Hearts before I told you to play this with us um yeah I played I played this one before um, oh, I played did. the second one more extensively okay um, I got a little bit further into the second one uh, when I was a lot younger but um I never actually you know got through and completed uh, any of those you know, got very far okay alright Cause like I, 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 you're you're a bit younger than us, so I didn't know where it stood in your um your timeline as far as like where the where the nerdy little kids uh, playing it as hardcore as we were, uh, as the kids were um, when it was you know just came out. So I didn't know um, where that stood for you, but if you're new here, everybody, if there's anybody new listening to this shimmy shang, what we do here is we take a game, we break it into a few categories. We got gameplay, story, music, uh, visuals, overall experience, and replayability. We give them a score through one through five. We do a lot of half scores because Nick fucked up my whole one through five system way early on, and um, that's what we do. So, as always, our first category we talk about is gameplay. And as I talked before, it is a action adventure rpg there's platforming elephant uh elephants platforming elephants that'd be a much cooler game platforming elephants well i mean you can kind of use dumbo and if you if you really want to you can platform a little bit with it but yeah well uh i didn't actually use the summons that much other than bambi i use bambi a lot um but uh that was just for farming like materials and shit like the rest of the summons uh I felt uh, I just they just didn't I I never was never very successful. It was a little practical for me. I feel like it was better to just use your attacks and magic things. Yeah, like they're the first thing I was Simba and he wasn't very effective. Um, yeah, and they each they each function mechanically different, which I guess is interesting for a summon mechanic, like to have each summon uh, function differently. But um, well, the worst part about them is they're function like they're useless essentially unless you have a shit ton of MP because mm-hmm, I guess all yeah. the stuff scales off your total MP cap as opposed to any kind of magic stat. Yeah, they're intended to be kind of like an opener almost, um, is the way I get it. And then obviously you're gonna have to re up your MP and do all this. I don't know. Like they just they're they're Marcus is right with the word impractical. Um, other than, like I said, you can use Bambi to farm some some uh, materials for the late end. Uh, that was one of the best ones. You get your magic back in. Um, Tinkerbell is pretty good, too, because you can keep your party members and also slowly recover HP if you need sure. to. Yeah. But that's about it, I'd say. Yeah. So I, mean, I did use on proud mode. 
Uh, I use the speedrunning strat at like, the very end, which is that room where you have like the seemingly unlimited amount of Heartless with like wave after fucking wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I had to use a strat, which is like max out your MP and then summon pretty much all the summons to wipe, start wiping out all the fucking dudes because otherwise you just, they're just going to beat your ass. Do you not get um, the, the ultimate trinity? In in that in, in... I mean, you probably can, but I was trying to speed run and I was oh. on proud mode and I'm like, because Fuck, this is a pain in the ass. And this, I don't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> because that that actually clears the room, so it it will kill subsequent um, summons as well. So so when you walk into that room, the first group spawns and you hit that that ultimate trinity and it's just it's just balls everywhere. It just goes nuts. It's amazing. Um, I guess I fucked up then. I I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know if you get you get as equal to as many waves could spawn, but I know it was one of the farming uh, gale strategies. This is just to go in and blow everything up to get um, that. While we're there, uh, there is a crafting mechanic in this game uh, known as synthesis. Now it's not ultimately necessary to any given playthrough, but it is a rather uh, deep system. Like, not in complexity, but the number of rare materials out there and rare Heartless that you won't that you don't encounter on any given playthrough is kind of surprising. Um, Because this is the first time I've done the first Kingdom Hearts to a, a like explored a ton of the extra stuff like I've done it for two um, on more than one occasion but for one I've beat it I've beat it um, on higher difficulties but I've never really uh, explored a ton of the extra stuff like all the extra stuff so when um, I went about trying to get some of these rare uh, tra- uh, synthesis items like I there were enemies I was running into for the first time that I didn't know were a thing um, so I did find that a little impressive that was this your first time playing Final Mix, though? Because if you had tried doing it on the original version, those monsters are heartless don't exist anyway. Yes, well, this this is... Um, I don't think this is the first time I've played Final Mix. I, I can't say 100% for sure. Um, but I guess you're right, the original one didn't have all of the, all of the stuff in there. Do you know exactly what they added? Well, I know they added... Um, I know they added gummy ship missions. Yeah. They added a bunch of extra uh, blueprints, I think. Mm-hmm. They changed the synthesis material requirements because they added extra requirements. Yes. Um, I don't know if they shifted around the actual items you can make there, but I know that they, they definitely shifted around the items that are required. Um, I think there's some extra weapons, but I'm not 100% sure about that. I know there's the extra Heartless, mm-hmm. and there's the... Proud mode was an addition, I think, because before it was just uh, like expert mode was the highest difficulty. Okay. I want to say, uh, and then they added the deep dive extra ending FMB you can get if you do things. Yes. In the like game. The, the hidden oh. hidden trailer. Uh, or whatever. There's also an extra hidden boss, the mysterious man in Hollow Bastion. Yes. Yeah, there's actually a it. few few hidden bosses, but we'll get to that later. Um, so you played the the OG. Kingdom Hearts, and you mark as like on a yeah. PS2, like a pro. Yep. So um, you didn't have some of the extra stuff. We, me and Nick, both played the remake for the PS4. Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. Um, 
there I don't know the extent of what they added because I don't have a list in front of me I should have brought it up but um the extra stuff there was was pretty cool at least but um skipping out of synthesis uh, I I want to I mean, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, we tend to try and cover a few things in gameplay right and one of most is the combat system and it is an action RPG so it's a lot of uh, dodging and attacking um, with some magic thrown in you do have a three character party um, with your two additional characters being controlled by AI with limited um, custom uh, custom customizability oh my god it took me forever to get that word um with uh which you can tell donald and goofy and your Ooh. other compatriots to do or not do um what was your experience with with uh your your partners there marcus did they did they were they always dead or were they hindrance were they help did they bother donald, you donald duck was the worst one i always switched them out any chance i got you know every, every time they added one of the other um, people like aladdin or or, um, you know, all the other guys. I just switched him out because he wasn't, he was always dying. Oh, man. Very... Once, once he gets thunder, like, he's my, like, because you can, you can turn him into a little baller. Like, because once he just learns thunder, it's just, he can just blow up everything on the screen. It's great. Cool. It's great. The, Donald Duck's okay when he's got six MP and then spams thunder three fucking times and it suddenly has no MP and then he's just, he's a meat fucking bag and he just gets pummeled and then. Dies. Well, that's why you yeah, have um, you have Goofy set up to to for all the MP absorb and MP gifting abilities because he doesn't really use it for anything useful otherwise. So like my issue with that is I'd rather have a dead Donald with MP with a full uh, with Goofy with a full stock of MP with MP gift so that I can spam my fucking shit and he'll restore my MP. Not fucking shitty ass Donald's MP. That he's gonna like waste fireballs and ice magic and stuff. I never had a problem. Racing. I never problem with my own MP. Like I, I never even used ethers on myself. Like I don't know. Well, I haven't. I never did either. I just meant if I wanted to go ham with magic for any particular reason, like maybe I want to cast arrow on myself, but there's a particular enemy that it's like in the fucking sky and it's being a pain in the ass, or I want to stop some dudes and wail on their asses. I'd rather have the option than and have the backup as opposed to needing the backup in whatever instances I pop. I could possibly need it in and not have it available because it's been what fucking wasted on Donald's dead ass because he's on the ground. Yeah, I had the kind of similar experience with Donald. He always ended up like getting all the um, the little health packs that Goofy had, and then like when I would get low health, there was none, and I didn't even get one used on me because he wasted them all on Donald. I, I these are not problems I I ran into, um, and I I think I've ran into them maybe on my first playthrough, but I. Uh, I don't know. It's just it, and it's a com- it's a common complaint about the game is uh, the the uh, party AI is kind of garbage, and uh, but you know, I, what am I gonna say? I mean, I, I set them to 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 use certain items at a at a different frequency um, during certain points of the game. I'd set Donald to use support magic over offensive magic. Um, and things like that. I mean, I just never... Like, you can customize them. Like, you could say, Donald, do not use uh, offensive magic. Do not use... Uh, what are the, uh, the fuck? There's, like, a category between support and... Uh, like, there's, like, healing and arrow, and then the other, like, stop and gravity, I think, are categorized mm-hmm. in, the, in another 
thing. Like you can status. turn all that shit off. Yeah. You can make him use healing items at a moderate frequency or whatever, but he'll still get his ass punched in the fucking face. He'll be on no health. He'll heal himself, thereby wasting all his MP. So it's really irrelevant whether or not you have him set up for shit because regardless, <laughs> he's going to die. And if you give him potions, you give him mega potions, you give him all the Donald, you give him either, you give everybody where the fuck they want. Donald's going to get his ass bitch slapped. They're going to waste all the healing items on Donald. And then eventually he'll, he'll die. And then Goofy will die. And you're left to hold, just hold up the whole fucking game by yourself. You know, another drawback to him was he only had like two inventory slots for like most of the game for me too. So he can only hold like two potions. I mean, what I did was I took all the fucking items off everybody. I never used any of the fucking items, but I'm like, I might need this eventually in the future, and you're gonna waste it, so I'm just gonna take it. You're gonna be dead anyway, so I don't need you alive for an extra three minutes or three seconds in the fight because it's you're not gonna make any difference. I mean, I guess maybe it's maybe it's because maybe it's because like when I get to a boss battle, I count both Goofy and Donald as being irrelevant in all boss battles anyway. So to me, their their only real use is for clearing the ways of Heartless in the individual stages. Like I can't think of a, a single boss in which uh, either of them is is relevant, or having a character that's with you is relevant, other than some of the stuff you got to do with Beast. But I mean, uh, yeah, any of the advanced bosses, they're they're not even. I was gonna say they tend to not follow the strategy either. And I mean, you end up having to fight the final boss, like the the real tough battles. You got to do by yourself any fucking way. Like so, I mean, I and to me, they are they are there to facilitate the the clearing of the the hallways of Heartless is what they're there for. And and in that task, Donald is key for me. Like he just, uh, I don't know about that. For me, they are uh, extra targets for the enemies. They could stay off my ass for maybe 10 seconds and mm. maybe give me enough time to kill some dudes before they all fucking die. That's all they are there because they are, like you said, useless. I even There's no redemption for the AI, in my opinion. Okay. All right. AI sucks. We'll move <laughs> on from the AI. Um, their uh, exploration in this game is done via hidden areas you get to um, from platforming. Um, which there there's a fair amount of uh, things to explore. Um, unfortunately, like one of the first worlds it gives you, Alice in Wonderland, has the most ridiculous hidden places in it. Like <laughs> out of all the worlds, Alice the Wonderland is the worst for just nooks and crannies that you didn't know were there. Because um, I felt like when I was doing a lot of the collectathon shit, I had to come keep coming back to Wonderland. Is oh, did you do this and then this and then this? It feels like it's the only world that gets a something additional uh, point of access every time you unlock a new ability. Um, so it's it's pretty ridiculous. But it, it, that being said, like it's I guess it's cool to have all these plenty of secret areas to go and visit across the worlds. Like is it, I mean, how'd you feel about the platforming elements there, Marcus, and some of the hidden stuff? It was really interesting that you know the first time I came through Wonderland, um, uh, you know it was a little challenging trying to figure out where all those little little extra things and items you needed for the for the trial. You know I wanted to get all of them, uh, you know hoping for the best, even though I I don't think it really matters in the end. No, um, not really. Yeah, you know it took a while, um, but it was an interesting level. I really liked that one. So it was um, a little tough. I think the only difference is if you don't get all the shit is Goofy gets 
accused or one of your part, one of your party members gets accused of being the killer and they get locked away for that fight. Yes. Oh. I think that is the um how the trial goes. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Or it has to do with like a, a money reward or something like that. There's some some other or something the boss drops. I don't remember remember um exactly. Um or no, I think you have to fight uh like uh, you get additional enemies on the field, and you have to break your th- your partner out or something. I don't know. It's it's whatever. Uh, but uh, ha- Nick, how did you feel about the the platforming and and various exploration aspects of the game? Uh, I don't know. They were kind of like hit or miss for me because the worlds generally had maybe depending on what world you're in, three to four different screens, and then occasionally you'd get one like a lot of the hidden stuff was oh you have to wait to learn this trinity limit and then you can go and find the trinity spot and use the thing and get your free item they have the only one that... three to four screens oh okay so like wonderland you get that long hallway you get the the big small room you get the queen's courtyard you get the forest and then you get the uh mad hatter table you get three you get four different versions of the mm. the, the weird room you're well. You're in the. It's it's the same room, but you're just on the walls or some shit. Yeah, but the but there. It's not this. It's not simply the because a lot of the elements have changed. So something that's like two D and not part of the actual room is now like an actual part of the room when you go in it on a wall. Like it's not reusing the same room. Like, um, they they were using the same room. They're just altering the uh, actionable elements in it. Whatever. Okay, you get eight rooms on Wonderland. Whatever. I mean, most of them you have, I would say, between six and ten, is 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 the the number of of areas per per world. Okay. With Traverse Town probably being the fewest. I mean, are you counting? No, that one has the most because you get like the main courtyard, you get the item shop, the accessory shop, the synthesis shop. Uh, first well, district. I, if you count the out. shops, yeah. If you count the shops, then yeah. But I'm you got first deck. To me, is first district, second district, third district. Uh, hit it. Well, you got the Gizmo place. place, the hotel, the alleyway, yeah, underwater the cave. Alleyway. Yeah. Merlin's right, so fucking. Then maybe. Well, obviously well, the end of the world, maybe because you just revisit a bunch of previous ones in there. Yeah. That's um, that's a lot of recycled stuff. But I guess for the. Uh, exploration finding hidden shit like i don't know like you get new abilities and you go back and you find one room and then or you can wait to the end of the game and go back and explore shit but i don't know i don't really want to call it exploration mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's weird to me because you, it almost feels like you're just hitting a i guess to paint you like a i guess the way my brain's seeing this like a visual it'd be like getting a key in any other kind of game and then going back to like the first uh first level using the key on the door and you get a random item essentially that's that's certainly repetitive like that's that's an old school way of uh these this backtracking um type mechanic like i don't think the trinity system moves forward into kingdom hearts 2 at all if i'm not mistaken I, i can't recall um like it's it's a pretty old school method of well, oh, now now I have the boomerang, so that means I can get all the pots across the gaps. So I, now I have to go back and visit all the areas where I saw a pot sitting across an empty hole. Like, uh, or I've got now I've got the the uh, 
you know, it's it's any other version of that. Like it's pretty it's pretty basic for sure. Uh, I did like though how you had to occasionally have uh, the guest party members with you to actually trigger things in their respective worlds, like Beast crushing the wall or Aladdin using Apu to touch the little crystal things. Mm-hmm. But those and you were know how long it took me to figure out the Aladdin Apu thing when I was going the, mm-hmm. around in the the Cave of Wonders because I didn't use any of the the secondary guys. I didn't really put them in my party, and I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? And you didn't, like, so you didn't interact with it and say and see the note that says you need help help a hand or some shit and think oh maybe i should switch out my dude no i didn't i didn't see the the little interact button didn't pop up right away like i ended up um like i was just running around like what the fuck am i supposed to do and then i i kind of like went because so the the main one where you got to start so it's you come up out the water you get the stairs you get a little platform and you take a left up the stairs like the the first one you have to interact with is over in the corner on that on that platform and like so I'm just going up the stairs and then up the second group of stairs and then one time I just kind of like running in a circle thinking and as I ran around to the other side like to the corner of it something popped up said interact I'm like oh okay alright what is this and then it's like you need help I'm like fuck really gosh dang it alright at least there's a save point over here I can just go switch out for a lad and see what happens but um yeah no it took me a minute like I'm not ashamed all right. You know, I had a ladder with me, so that so it just kind of automatically popped up. Yeah, because you're trying to get rid of fucking Donald. Donald. Yep. Yep. That's it. So I kind of did the same thing as you, but I I didn't use the guest characters unless I absolutely had to because I was worried about finding a Trinity and then having to fucking go back to the save point and then go back and redo the Trinity and then go back and switch out the character. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I ain't wasting all my fucking time with that. I'll yeah. just keep Donald and Goofy unless I absolutely have to switch them out. The only one I think I used was Jack Skellington in um, Halloween Town because his abilities are set up um, so well to combat all the the weird um, heartless you end up in there. Because you end up with a bunch of flying ones and ones that you can't hit for certain periods of time, and like he's got so much like back to back magic, and he and he comes with two jackpots right off the top, so you end up with all these MP spheres. So I think he's the only one I used because he's pretty pretty clutch um, for your initial playthrough. Plus, there's not a lot of extra stuff you can get on your initial playthrough of Halloween Town. Like that's one of the ones you really got to come back to once you have Glide and and the rest of the Trinities and stuff before you can do that extra stuff anyway. Um. So let's see. That's exploration. We talked about the Trinities. Uh, puzzles in here. They're kind of non-existent. Uh, there's some like what do I do next but there's not a whole lot of uh, puzzles puzzles to be found uh, unfortunately the only ones I think were in the bastion there you know the the whatever bastion I forget what that level's called uh, oh, well hollow bastion is all oh. one one big uh, uh, almost maze and, but that's mostly just for the for the um the beast portion and in the basement is kind of like you triggering traps and triggering the little switches and which way does this go and but once you get the keyblade back then it's more your traditional um floor by floor clear out the heartless get to the boss type thing the only place i can really say you had puzzles was wonderland like you had to figure out to push Mm -hmm. the bed or like kick the bed down but while you're big then drink the small thing 
-hmm. And then you had to like feed the plant a potion. If you have a potion, you had to go back to like Traverse Town. Mm -hmm. And then the fucking nut in the tree, I didn't realize you had to knock it off and then fucking eat it. Yeah. I was like, I was stuck there for five minutes and I like Google it and I'm like, wow, I'm retarded. Yeah, that's like the I, the cave of wonders for me was just that because like when I'm standing, can you gotta jump and you gotta hit the pillar or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, and then like it took me forever. Like, what am I? What am I doing? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in fucking Agrabah. Agrabah and me were just not friends this time around. Um, plus, it was early on enough where I was just like, I'm not looking this up. This I've beat this game so many times. Why the fuck do I have to look this up? What the fuck am I supposed to do? I know, I know this, and just like running around in circles until I don't even remember what clued me off. I think Glenn was sitting there and he's like, I think you have to attack the pillar. I'm like. I think I remember that being a thing. Let me try that. And I was like, aha! Thank you, Glenn, for one thing ever. No, stop. Was it targetable? Because I think I remember only being able to, only hitting it because it was had a target on it. I I don't think it does. I don't think it's, it's I don't think you can lock onto it. Oh, uh, maybe not. Maybe I just saw that it was like crippled, and I figured why not hit it. Who knows? Yeah, because it's not a thing they'd make you do often is hit uh, screen elements to trigger things. Um, other than enemies, like you're not doing a lot of, you know, hitting on a switch or hitting a thing. You mostly walk up to them and hit triangle. Um, so, uh, let's see. Character progression. So, uh, in this, it's basically as you level up, you gain stats and abilities, and all of that is um, dependent on one of the most esoteric parts if you ask me the most the least explained of all the kingdom heart systems and this it shows up again in two um but not as drastically because when you start the game you have to choose between a sword a shield and a wand and it tells you really nothing about what that decision's ultimately doing for you because it affects your stat stats kind of very little it does affect them but it doesn't really affect them to the degree you would think. Um, it affects the the order you earn abilities in, for one. So that's that's really what it's doing is affecting which order you um, you learn things in, and uh, that also affects things like how many accessory slots you have and stuff like that. Like it is a really big choice, but they don't really give you a lot of information about what you're doing when you make that choice. And to me, that's a that's kind of a not cool there, um, Square. I agree. Well, you, you like, you pick one, then you choose one to sacrifice. And yeah. you could, like, you potentially lose out on 2 MP, and if you don't realize, because you haven't played the game yet, you don't realize that you might want to use magic, you can really gimp yourself with your magic strength and mm. do, if you do the wrong fucking thing. Yeah, I'm guessing if you discard the stuff like I did, you lose those two MP, though. Yeah, I mean, well, it doesn't. I don't think it's all right. So, yeah, it's it's just kind of like the the options are kind of bullshit, and then they move into an even worse one with the the leveling curve. Like you have to answer questions that determine your own experience leveling curve. All right, like you have to like so when you you go into another screen where you end up with these little kids and they're asking these weird questions. 
and they don't even those don't even tell you like at least when you're picking the sword and the shield and the thing it's like you will favor offense you will favor defense like at least it's kind of giving you something right the other questions don't give you shit like what do you cherish most what are you afraid of losing like fuck that that doesn't give you anything and what what could happen Right, so you basically end up with three outcomes. Like your middle outcome is you have a normal uh, status curve. Like it's kind of the same rate from one to max level. Then you have this early stat curve where levels one through 50, uh, you level through them very fast, but then you hit level 50 and everything kind of grinds to a real slow halt. And then you have the converse of that where you level one through 50 really slowly and then you level to, from 50 to max um, much quicker. And you could, I can't imagine playing on proud mode and then doing the latter, where 1 through 50 is slow. Like, that sounds like the worst fucking time on the planet. Could you imagine that shit, Nick? I can imagine it, but I'm not ever going to want to do it. Oh, that sounds like the worst thing. But I sent Marcus, like, a text message or a message early on when he was, like, replaying. I was like, make sure... You choose the right options in the in the experience curve thing, or you're gonna have a bad time. I had already done it by that point, but I think I got. Uh, yeah, we had to reverse engineer it and figure out what you chose, and make sure you didn't have to start over again. I'm like, uh, damn. He's like, I think I wrote them down somewhere. I'm like, please tell me you wrote them down somewhere. And I'm gonna make you restart. Like, I don't want that to be a like. <laughs> I'm I'm leaving Agrabah. I'm level ten. I don't get what's happening. <laughs> like, I didn't need that. Well, no. my first playthrough, I picked the the latter option because I wanted to make sure that my maximum experience required was the lowest it could possibly be, so I could hit ninety nine as fast as possible for the trophy. Mm-hmm. But I was also playing on beginner. I mean, so it that, really didn't it makes much. it makes sense for that purpose. Like, and it is cool that the option is there, right? Like that for a seasoned player to go back in and play, like you can you can drastically change your playthrough. Um, that way but it, it it uh i don't know i don't think that it's explained at all and somebody that's just picking the game up for the first time can seriously seriously screw themselves um with all the choices in the beginning but outside of that you're oh, not no i think you could still beat the game you just have to grind more yeah i mean i i just i think it could turn somebody off right like because you're already like you're already trying to sell kind of like a like a smudged bill of goods you know what i'm saying like like i think you got a harder sell on your hands than they think and a person that's kind of trying to is taking a chance on it and you're like man fuck i gotta grind too like i think they'd be out i think they'd be out like um uh yeah so but other than that you just level up you gain new abilities it is um it's pretty standard like there's some cool abilities and some not so cool abilities like uh you know a lot of the um the techniques can be pretty cool like uh like ours arcanum and uh what's the one where you throw your keyblade and it returns to strike raid strike raid um stuff like that's pretty exciting but you know something like like another uh you know, once towards the end, you get excited for the the combo pluses. Those are actually really nice. They sound boring. I took you... those off, but I and I use the combo finisher boost thing, so I could because if you extend the combo, your finisher comes later. And a lot of the yes, but the finisher, um, 
the the um which one is it the one that shoots the beams out of it you talk about ragnarok yes ragnarok but those are techs i'm talking about like you, you do a three hit combo and if you have like uh zantetsuken and there's like a couple other ones like the someone gravity well one every third hit or the end of your combo you do like this big aoe thing and it's stronger than your a regular combo hit i used i used i ended up using ragnarok a lot and ragnarok's damage is based on the number of hits you get in a row so if you keep arrow on yourself and you have all the combo hits like um you can do almost like the final boss you can almost do like a quarter to a third of his health with a with a well-timed ragnarok if you get um if you get a good a, a good streak in without getting hit with some bullshit so I mean, it ended up being my my strategy with a lot of um, a lot of the extra bosses. It's 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 wait 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 until I had a good opening for for as much combo hit as possible, and finished up with a Ragnarok. Because uh, Ragnaroks, you're not you can't be interrupted in Ragnarok. So with the short combos, I'd only get like a combo and a half in right before they went back to their their furious fuck you in the ass mode. So I don't know. It worked for me. It was a strategy. that worked for me. Yeah, there's different. I guess there's different play styles you can have with the different amount of skills you can get. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's plenty of different ways to play it. I think it's it's fairly open that way. Um, what was I guess also tied in for character progression is like you equip different keyblades and then your armor is essentially just accessories. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of accessories, a ton of different accessories to use. There's no real armor slot. Um. What was your um, strategy of choice there, Marcus? Did you have a go-to, uh, or was it just mash mash as many buttons as fast as you can, dodge, roll, attack, well, dodge, I would roll, attack? Just, I would just try to, you know, improve my attack. Um, I kind of relied on my own attacks more than anything. Okay. Um, you know, when there was the extra, um, the extra allies in there that I would switch out, um, they actually did quite a lot of damage. So um, I found a lot of situations where they were – Taking large chunks of the boss's health, like for Captain Hook's fight, um, Peter Pan does a lot of damage to him uh, when he does his little combo when he starts like uh, rolling or whatever when he's flying. Um, so you know, depending on the fight, um, I'll just try to focus on buffing myself, um, and you know, just keeping my health potions up and uh, hitting those um, those Kiras and the uh, uh, what's that little tornado thing that goes around you that reduces damage? That was really good too because I'm like always in the melee, so. Arrow? Okay. Arrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great for reducing damage. I love that one. That was, a, that was like my go-to spell. Okay. Perfectly perfectly valid strat. Uh, progression. Yeah. Uh, we talked about summons already. So we can talk about the atrocity that is gummy ships. Um, oh, God. Real quick. Oh, God. Uh, not that the particular flying and shooting of the gummy ship is, is too terrible bad. It's just like an on-rails like little mini game thing but fuck the navigation for crafting and modifying a gummy ship man that is the most fat finger fucked thing that i i've done in a video game in a hot minute uh easily my least favorite aspect of the game um so uh how do the gummy ships work for you nick uh i avoided it like the plague yeah i think i accidentally deleted uh, like a ship, the entire fucking ship once or twice, because I was trying to figure out, it's like, you can move the whole thing, and then accidentally 
hit like the wrong button and it's like you sure you want to delete delete i'm like no but then i fucked up with the confirm cancel and it's gone i'm like all right let me go back mm-hmm. out because i gotta cancel the save on this thing and yeah. like you know i don't think you even have to modify like i didn't modify the fucking ship after after that point i was like oh maybe i can build a good little ship no i removed everything and stuck the max amount of fucking guns on the bitch to make the profile as small as possible and just fucking be pouring out bullets and it's all you gotta do yep uh and i started off because i made uh like i was like all right I got about halfway through when you get like some of your you have enough of the good blocks that I'm like all right I'm gonna make something pretty solid because um, I thought the trophy for uh, like clearing all gummy ship missions right like was clearing all gummy ship missions but no that it just is on you the get PS3. that what's that it is on the PS3 it's not on the PS4 thank fucking god. Because, like, because I, I, I started on it, and I'm like, God, this is just going to have to wait. And then I go to End of the World, and it, it bing. I'm like, oh, oh. And I didn't have to spend all that time with this shit? Fuck that, man. I was not happy. I was not happy. Like I said, the, the actual flying in the thing, I don't think is too terribly bad. It's just basic. It's just a little simple on-rail shooter. It's not the end of the world. But modifying a ship, don't try it. Just fucking don't. It's bad. I mean, the flying, the flying wasn't difficult. Um, you know, just it felt very tedious after, you know, you're traveling back and forth and you're like, you have to go back to buy health potions. Like, they should have had the warp thing way earlier in the game. That's fair. I think the warp should have come earlier. When do you yeah. get the warp? It's they, like, they um, should have just not... Get to the second set of worlds. You yeah. beat Deep Jungle with Tarzan, and then yeah. you get back to Traverse Town, and Sid's like, oh, I'm actually a gummy ship mechanic. Oh, fuck you, dude. Just give me this stupid work thing so I get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean... a modifying. Um, I only put, like, one rocket on my ship the whole time. I couldn't figure out how to get anything else on it. Yeah, you don't really need to. You don't need it. No. You don't need it. You are perfectly capable of beating the enti- every gummy ship uh Basically, with, with, with the with your first uh, gummy ship, you know what else this game doesn't need? What's that? Gummy ships. No, not Just really. Get rid of it. Not really. I think I think the system is better in two. I don't really remember. It's been a long time since I played two. I look forward to playing two, um, but uh, it's it's kind of just extra. It's not. It's kind of it's kind of meh. It's like they like oh okay so we have these ships that let you travel between worlds. We have to include gameplay somewhere. You don't. You really don't. Yeah. It can be just like an old school game where you have an overworld map and you pick points to go to yeah, to pick your next destination. A little screen or something. It's a little load thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I guess I guess without the gummy ship flying in the gummy ship mission, they would have had no way for Monstro to swallow us or for to be attacked by the uh, Captain Hook yeah. ship. Yes, you can. I know. You, it, 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 it would just be part of the cinematic. I get it. I'm I'm just being facetious, Nick. Calm your tits. All right. You're getting my blood pressure up, man. I know. I know I am. I know I am. That's why I like it. Um, if you want to see Nick get his revenge, join the Discord because he likes to get my blood pressure up on a regular basis. Just try and get me riled up every fucking day. That's what his goal is. Um, uh, my day's not complete until Brett has a fucking aneurysm. 
Oh, I hate you so much. But I think uh, that's basically all the stuff. I mean, there's a few other things we can talk about in gameplay. I mean, how do you feel about the the just uh, overall difficulty of the game, Nick? Where do you feel it sits? I think it really depends on what difficulty you pick okay. and how long you want to grind. Because you can grind to eliminate, or I guess alleviate, some of the difficulty. Um, I think there's a there's kind of a like a a bump at the beginning of the, the early game where you don't get a new keyblade until after you finish Deep Jungle, and that's three worlds in. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's kind of okay. And then after that, it seems like pretty regularly after you beat a world, you get a new keyblade, and they're typically better every single time. So you're getting some kind of uh, like strength boost as you're going along, which is as it should be. Uh, but that first, like you got to get through Traverse Town, you got to get through Wonderland, and you got to get through Deep Jungle with the basic keyblade mm-hmm. and if you're playing on beginner everything dies in like three yeah. two or three hits maybe if you're playing on like proud mode shit takes a lot longer to die and you die in like three fucking hits mm-hmm. so you have to either like grind as best you can to level up get as much uh like stat boost as you can or play on beginner mode where the game is uh essentially watching watching the gameplay itself because it's that easy I don't know how normal mode is. I'm going to try it out. But Normal mode, I mean, you get a little bit of grinding through. Um, in some spots, your uh, your secondary bosses pose a real fucking challenge. Um, I don't recommend trying to do any of the secondary bosses on proud mode. It's probably a bad plan. I would avoid that altogether. Um, but uh, <clears throat> it is... Yeah, no, I think it's, it's a pretty good... It's not... So... Two gets shit on for being easy. This one's much more difficult than two, um, with the exception of easy mode. We're gonna discredit easy mode because easy mode is easy mode. But casual and proud mode are, are a legitimate challenge. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, I'm like level and expert. Yeah. So, uh, uh, what did you play it on, Marcus? And how did you feel about the challenge? Normal. You played it on normal. Did you feel yeah, you had was, any challenging was, parts? Yeah, definitely. There was a, there were several boss fights that took quite a while, and. Uh you know, a little grinding and, you know, kind of go back and level up a little bit and, and try again. Uh, yeah. Most of the mobs were, were pretty easy, though. Um, like Nick was saying, they a lot of the small guys died in, like, three hits. But when you got the um, the advanced um, heartless, like the ones in uh, in Halloween Town with the little, uh, you know, they kind of look like Jack Skeleton. Those guys took a couple of some of the flyers. And then when they upgrade after you um, beat Hollow Bastion can be can be a real fucking thing. Yeah. Um, the the big guys, the big rotund guys, are a real fucking annoyance so. on 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 proud. Like they're an inconvenience in all of their difficulties, but in proud mode, it's like fuck, man. This is like a good like two they're minutes. The one you have to use magic on essentially yeah. if you want to, if you want to make your life easier instead of having to, like jump around them, roll around them, wait till they charge up a fucking attack. Hope to God you picked the right uh, three, to, uh, the right weapon at the beginning, and threw away the right weapon at the beginning to get fucking guard early enough to actually block their attacks and shit. Yeah, which is the thing that pisses me off. Like, how are you gonna make uh, what I feel like is a vital gameplay mechanic actually being able to block fucking attacks uh, locked behind random ass, unknowable yeah, picking yeah. shit? I'm with you. Guard, like, guard okay. should be a default ability. And you don't have dodging abilities at the beginning of the game. You got to get that when you beat the first boss. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. Yeah, you're kind of a a little weak wimp 
soft pussy for for a good soft minute there <laughs> and uh and it's it's base it's it's hardcore man it's it's not um it's not dicking around so um it's like a little uh silver-haired bitch on the island oh yeah no no and fighting fucking Riku at the end of um you gotta be careful man cause that fucker charges you right there at the beginning he's quick the one on one fight with Riku is a bitch especially yep. in proud mode oh my god but anyway we've been on gameplay way long enough um, I th- well I'm gonna add I think the the most difficult part about the game is sometimes the uh trying to lock on to a fucking enemy okay cause you'll without oh my god yeah as far as I was aware there's no way to cycle your lock on yes. so you have to, nope. you have to unlock on there's is there? there's like it's one of the two buttons L two or R two is a is a cycle that didn't work all the time though for me yeah it's got to be I'm in your in your vision I think um you can't lock on something that's not like is like behind you mm-hmm. that so doesn't work we had to like switch targets or a real pain because of that yeah but there's a cycle button okay well I guess I fucking missed that because there's times where I'm like I'd lock on move my dude so I'm looking at something else lock on again and then something else flies across my vision real quick as I'm locking on suddenly I'm locked on to that thing I'm like this I just want to kill you this motherfucker over here <laughs> and I can't but whatever and then the other thing is the fucking camera uh, oh, yeah. especially when you're trying to platform sometimes like cause it'll do some fucking wonky shit and you like you're moving your stick and you suddenly jump in the, in the wrong fucking direction cause the camera moved and it's like that took so long to get used to man Fuck yeah. you, game. Eat my fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the lock on mechanic made specifically the uh, oh the so when we talk about the rare heartless and getting the rare synthesized materials. I fucking hated that little monkey that multiplies and traverse traverse town that you got to get the uh, what is it power oh, yeah. jump from. Fuck that monkey. Fuck it. Like I I'll take the aids because fuck it. Like it. Because of the, the, the targeting is so clumsy and the camera's so shitty, you have to stop this thing just the right amount of time. Like, and kill everything while it's stopped, or it splits into two and starts attacking you. Once it starts attacking you, you've lost. You're not getting the item, you need to run away and come back. And <laughs> it is such a narrow window for victory. For to not get to the next one on time is so infuriating. It was well, the so worst part. So you have to kill six of them to get a chance at the fucking item drop. Yep, yep, yep. You have to, you have to, because it, it has to do the split up to six. And if you can successfully kill it with the split up to six, then you get the item or chance at the item. And if not, it's going to multiply out of control and whoop your ass. And that's basically how that's going to go. So let's go ahead and rate gameplay. Uh, Nick, why don't you go first for me? I guess I'll give it a three because it's it's got workable parts but there's also parts that feel unnecessary or kind of uh wonky okay but it's it's definitely you can play it's playable nothing i would say is really broken there's a lot of things that are annoyances but it's not like a revolutionary or i don't know i'd say even good it's just acceptable man i don't know i mashed i mashed fucking x way too much i liked how they they taken it from the original version to final mix version. They removed having to press up on your menu to go to your special techniques. Mm-hmm. You can just press triangle. That was yeah. a nice addition. <sighs> but I didn't use. Can't I just relate. pressed X most of the fucking time. And then I used L one to cast 
a random fucking spell occasionally. Like, I rolled around, pressed X a lot, and jumped occasionally. Or, I guess I should say I jumped a lot, because the jump attack was a lot better than the ground mm-hmm. attack, but it's not, I don't know, I've played much better games, played worse games. Alright, Marcus, where are you at? Uh, you know, I'd say like a 2.5. Um, and that is, is because I had a lot, a lot of little gripes with it, um, you know, with just the way that, like, well, one example that we just talked about was the way the cameras work. And like I said, it took me a while to get used to that. And, um, and you know, when you jump around on platforms and get into new areas, it's like you flip you around and you're not really sure where you're looking. Um, or especially uh, you're trying to glide to a, and drop on a platform and the camera shifts so you see behind <laughs> yeah. you, you can't see where the platform is below you. That's pretty bad. That's pretty yeah, terrible. Yeah, like when I was trying to get around uh, in, in the cap- in, you know, in the ship to get up to the captain's quarters, that was a pain trying to figure out where you were flying to when you had your double jump and all that. Yep. Uh, I I will go ahead and say that the swim mechanic on Atlantica is the worst thing ever fucking invented. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, they somehow make it better when you fly, and I don't understand that because it's they're both moving around 3D environments. I don't understand how it works better when you fly. Maybe it's because you move faster. Maybe it's because you don't lose all your fucking abilities when you're flying. <laughs> Unlike Atlantica, you, still, you, you don't have still your kind of shit. Dodge. So... Get, I want more than three fucking attacks is what I want, and, and I you want. You can fly around like a freaking jet too, like, like fast, and you have a lot of control too. I wonder if their logic was like water has more uh, like resistance to it than air, so obviously you move more sluggishly, and you have to account for movement to have the like acceleration or whatever the fuck you need to actually traverse through the water, as opposed to you're just in the air magically. It's terrible. It needs to die. I hate Atlantica. It's the worst thing ever. Um, good thing so, it's optional. Good thing it's optional. But, uh, so... Yeah. Um, ah, man, it, it's, you, you guys are right. Like, there's shit that's wrong, but it, it, ah, I had so much fun with it, you know? And uh, Just give it a four and we'll move on. Come on, Brent. I think I'll give it a three. <laughs> I'll give it a three and a half. I'll give it a three and a half. Like it's it's not it's not four worthy. It's not like the best thing, but like I had fun. I think I had more fun than average. So you're uh, you're griping over this like you got to pick a favorite tra- favorite child or something, man. It's not that hard of a decision. I know, I know. Shut up, shut up, shut up. All right, there first, were a lot of moments that were really fun. First, uh, first musical break is yours, Nick. What is it and why? Uh, I believe the track is called "Night of Fate," and I think it's one of the first uh, battle themes you get. Yep. Um, I'm picking it because I like it, and I like it more than a lot of the other fucking songs. It's not a Disney song, which is wonderful. Uh, I don't know. It. Uh, I think it. It has the kind of Yoko Shimomura's style to it, which I appreciate, as opposed to a lot of the other songs, which I think she's trying to like emulate Disney kind of things too much. Well, yeah, she had to in the the specific worlds. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like what what the task was. There's like a lot of uh, like light, friendly, hopeful kind of music, mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, other games we've played with her, she's had more like visceral uh, sounding tunes. So, well, then again, Legend of Mana had a good mix because there was yeah, like, a like lot she, of she she I think she does a, a a very f- um fantastical type tracks like i mean if that's a yeah that's a good word 
Yeah, she's got a good mix of Legend of Man. Sounds good to me. All right. But yeah, I like I just like these kind of songs better. That's what I'm thinking it. All right, cool. So let's listen to this. I like that little um, extra, like almost flute bit that comes in before the before the first loop ends. That's pretty tight. I like it. Yeah. All right. So when we talk about the plot of this game, we're gonna do a thing. Okay. We are not going to judge it based on what it becomes. We have to take Kingdom Hearts one and its plot as it is in an individual game because um, it's way too easy to shit on the story or talk about it in the context of the craziness that it becomes because it becomes a whole other animal um, which I think will become more of a discussion in the following games but for this one what is the story of Kingdom Hearts 1 uh, take it away Nick alright so the short of it is three kids dream of escaping the island that they live on they do but they get split up and Sora gains the power of the Keyblade and goes on a mission to find Riku, Kairi, and Mickey Mouse when he becomes joined by Donald and Goofy. So they travel through worlds, initially with that goal in mind, but they end up starting to save every world from being consumed by darkness as they travel while they're searching for these people. Um, eventually, they save every world that they come across and get to the last world where they learn that Riku is there and he's become enamored with darkness. And there are seven princesses whose hearts come together to create a passageway to Kingdom Hearts, which is the heart of the universe or something. It's where, it's, the, it's where all the hearts go when a heartless is made so like when you remove someone's heart quote unquote I guess metaphorically because if you remove their heart then I just think they're a corpse but <laughs> if you remove their uh, metaphorical heart and they become a heartless the, the heart energy or whatever goes to this place of pure light aka kingdom hearts okay and you uh, have to read you have to read some of like Ansem's reports to get that. It's not No, I didn't read any of the Ansem reports because I didn't care. But uh so essentially you get there, Sora saves Kyrie, and it turns out he had Kyrie's heart in him the whole time. So he releases her heart, becomes a heartless, 
but her love for him, friendship, whatever the fuck mystical power she has, returns him back to his human form with his heart. And they go out and they stop Ansem, who is uh, the unknown, unnamed big bad. Like you, I guess he was original leader of Hollow Bastion or something. And he, I can't say anything more about that because it ties into the extended Lord. So yeah. he was the original. All you get is that he's a, he's, he's a, he's a, he started out researching the darkness and became obsessed with it is basically all you get in this game. And that he, he is now um, using these heartless and darkness to, to conquer, conquer worlds or whatever. He wants to cap, like capture kingdom hearts or something and open the door to darkness so that everything can be consumed by darkness. Yeah. And you defeat him and Sora or Yasora locks the gate to the darkness with the help of Riku and Mickey Mouse. Because, because they everybody's got the other side. Yeah. So because it's got to be locked from both ways or something. And then uh, that's the end. Oh, Kyrie. Like, everybody gets sent back to the original worlds they came from. Except Rik- uh, Riku, Mickey Mouse, Sora, Donald Duck, and Goofy, and uh, like Sora's soul and Kyrie's soul at the end are reaching out to each other. Or whatever the fuck is happening there, and they're like, "I won't forget you. I promise we'll see. You. I'll be back." Or whatever the fuck's happening, and then it's kind of the end of the I, game. Yeah, because I take it as Sora has the choice to go back. To where he's from, but his mission isn't complete because oh, he yeah, has to get Riku. And he still got to. still got to get Riku and Donald and Goofy have to find King Mickey. So they he he doesn't he t- doesn't take his last his his supposed last chance to go home because the restoring of the universal balance is supposedly locks off all these these worlds from each other. Um, it's it's uh yeah. And the I cut out a lot of the friendship, hearts, darkness. Yeah, because that's shit from it. That's like every sentence has that in it. That's basically just the dialogue is is overly cheesy because that's what they they choose to to focus on a lot of friendship and and heart and my heart and my friendship and our friendship and your heart and blah blah <laughs> blah blah blah. My heart's stronger than your heart because I have. Uh, but like, there's one scene with Riku and Sora where Riku's like, "I'm the chosen Keyblade Master." You're a piece of shit. Yeah. And then he takes the keyblade. And Sora's like, No. Like they meet up again and Sora's like, Well, it doesn't matter if your heart's stronger than mine. It's supported by my friends. And then all of a sudden he gets the keyblade back. And Riku's like, How'd that happen? Oh <laughs> Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's weird. And it What it's... if the keyblade not leave Sora the first time if it already fucking knew his heart was stronger because of his friends? None of this shit makes any fucking sense. Um, I think that was part of like they gave him the power to take the keyblade. Like that was one that what like Maleficent was up to was supposed to give him the power to steal no, that. The, in the extended lore, he's actually the keyblade master, but he let his heart be consumed by darkness, so he gave yeah. up the fucking But that's how it plays in Yeah in and oh. that like she gave him some sort of spell or ability to uh, Maleficent, who thinks she's a vil- the villain of the story, is not. Um, they're all being pulled by uh, Ansem. And the the real big key takeaway from this story moving forward, again, we're going to rate it and talk about it in its context alone, but if you're going to follow us through this 
this fucking journey that we've decided to take, the the real point that fucks everything up and makes everything go crazy is when Sora becomes a fucking heartless. Okay? When he becomes a heartless is the basis for every other story that takes place in Kingdom Hearts moving forward. Um, so that's just the thing you need to remember, but he unlocks... So yeah, like basically, I think it doesn't... He didn't have her heart in him it was whatever connection where they connected their destinies on destiny island that it's enabled not, her to pull his her heart from it's not implied in this game but it's word of god that he actually has three hearts in him he's got his heart ventus's heart and Kyrie's heart some fucking how in him at the same time and when he releases he's got he who's, the, what, three, he, what are the three hearts again hit me with that him he's got sora's heart he has Kyrie's heart and he's got Ventus's heart, which oh. is a character from Birth by Sleep, yeah. who is one of the original Keyblade dudes, and that's why Roxas looks like him, not like Sora, and all kinds of fucking wonky-ass bullshit, but essentially, when he uses the Keyblade of the people's hearts, or whatever the fuck it is that Riku's... whatever the fuck a Keyblade Riku has that unlocks people's hearts, whatever, on himself, he releases everybody's heart, including his own, so Kyrie's heart goes back to her, Ventus's heart goes to make Roxas... And then Sora's heart leaves. And then Kyrie, there's something special about Sora, and Kyrie is able to do whatever the fuck she does. And Sora is the only person to ever come back from being heartless. Essentially. Okay. All right. Th- that's a discussion that's going to happen when we get to each of those games <laughs> because there's there's a lot to be impacted in what you just said. But anyway, um, yeah. So the plot here is cheesy. It's fairly basic um, in that it does the whole... There's a premise to the game, which is exploring these Disney worlds and closing these keys to evil that are located on each of these worlds. And then the last, I don't know, two or three worlds is when you get some actual substance after everything that takes place um, in the opening in Traverse Town kind of like it's just um, there's content but it's the bread on this really weirdly stacked sandwich um, of of real no substance. So It's definitely uh, odd because you get hit with like this big ominous darkness shit at the very beginning of the game the the, the planetoid the world that everybody's from mm-hmm. just gets consumed and then you're hit with Disney bullshit and then it's Disney bullshit for hours and hours. And there's hints of whatever the fuck plot is going on that's kind of yeah, smoothed out. There's like so get... many bees. It's like Riku shows up with his bees, and then he's like, uh, you don't need I guess you don't need me. You forgot about me and Kyrie. He got new friends. And Sora's like, What the fuck are you, what are you talking about? And then he leaves butthurt, and Sora's like, I don't know what the fuck just happened. Donald and Goofy are like, Oh, Oh, he'll be okay. You're still friends. Uh. And then you keep fucking going. The more Disney shit. Riku shows up again. Oh, I've got Pinocchio. Ha ah. And then say Pinocchio. He's like, oh, I guess I didn't need Pinocchio that much. And then leaves. And it's like, I don't, this is the stupidest fucking shit I don't I've ever had to deal with. I don't know if it's the stupidest shit uh, I've ever had to deal with. Uh, I, obviously, I'm being hyperbolic, but like, what the? F- it's 
it's it's weird, man, and it doesn't really know what it wants to be. I think is the problem with Kingdom Hearts, right? And you just follow me down this train of thought. So it's they got these Disney characters, and they want this this light, whimsical, family friendly esque story, right? But at the same time, there's somebody involved in this process that has an honest to god, like weird like complex story they want to tell okay they have this this grand machiavellian scheme of a story they want to tell but they have to weave it into this disney friendly sort of thing so you get these moments where it's like you're looking so like the best thing i can i can use to example is not particularly in this game but we're just i'm talking about kingdom hearts is the whole so like you have the intro to kingdom hearts 2 which is recapping essentially the events of kingdom hearts 1 and chain of memories without actually telling you anything it's just a bunch of visuals but it's a badass fucking cinematic with a bunch of cool stuff happening but then there's fucking donald and goofy there like and you're like you cannot be like oh this is cool that's Donald and Goofy, and Goofy is running like an idiot with a shield poked out in front of him because nobody uses a shield as a primary weapon. Like, nobody. Like, except Captain America, I guess. But Captain America, Goofy is not. Right? And it's... It's this... Cause it doesn't, he's it doesn't, a single father, man. He's doing his best. He's doing his best. Face down, ass up. That's how we like to heal. Okay? Um, wow. <laughs> it's, uh, we're, we're, we've descended into bestiality already. It's not even half the uh, shit. So it's it doesn't know what it wants to be because it's it's got this weird, weird stuff. While at the same time, like it has some pretty cool moments, but then they put a Disney character in front of you. And I grew up with Disney, right? Like I love these characters, and I kind of loved revisiting the world. But it's like these two things that cannot mesh. And they are trying so hard to get them to mesh, and I don't know if it it really works all the time. You dig? Yeah, you can have oil and water, and you can have a mixture, but it's not going to be a cohesive mixture, which is yeah. what this is not. And, and and you know, again, it's cool. Like the 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 takes on how the heartless would impact some of these Disney stories, right? Because they're basically taking plots from Disney movies and dropping them into the game but then changing the outcome based on the intervention of the Heartless or their, their, their muddling or however terrible way they said it 14 times in this game um, it you know that's cool I guess and it's it's fun as a fan of those characters or characters that I grew up with but then when it's time to sit down and have like an honest to god RPG story, it's just in the way. It's just in the way. It doesn't I think it's 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 a limiting factor there, so well, it definitely felt like you're playing side quests for half the game because none of it has any real bearing on plot. Speaking of side quests the game, Octopath Traveler being recorded Wednesday night. Um no, uh yeah I'm with you. Side quest the game. How do you feel about the plot of the the game here, Marcus? You've been you've been silent for this this whole uh, segment. Where where are you at? Um, you know, for the story, it was a uh, you know it was a little confusing. You know, at first you didn't I didn't really know what was going on for a while. Um, you know, I just know that there's this kid that 
uh, you know, he's with his friends on the island, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, let's go out on an adventure, and then you're like teleporting in places, and like, okay, this is this is moving kind of fast. Um, you know, then you then you meet up with Donald and Goofy, and then it's like, okay, so so now these guys are your new allies. Like your friends are nowhere to be found. Now then you they start telling you what's going on when you first hit Traverse Town, and you get little bits of it, but um. Uh, it, it was weird. Uh, the, the story was, was hard to follow. Okay. All right. So, I mean, not great, is I think, is where we're all going to stand on, on the story. Do you want to do some likes, dislikes on this one, Nick, or are we going to go and rate it? Um, I guess the whole people being transformed into other kind of creatures based on the amount of darkness in their hearts when their hearts are removed from their body... It's kind of a interesting take on things. Uh, I could definitely do without all the Disney stuff, though I don't think having non-Disney properties being repl- or replacing the Disney shit in here would improve anything in any meaningful way. It would right just now. be, it would just be non-Disney fucking schlock, and so. Yeah, because the structure the structure is set up to support the the traveling from Disney World to Disney World. Yeah, so it's what it's a thing. It's going to be a thing in every single game. So I guess you just got to deal with it. Uh, it was definitely it's like a weird mesh because, like you kind of said, they're trying to do mature themes without a mature front, and it doesn't feel right. So, whatever. It, it's an experience. It's I don't know that there's many experiences like it. Uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Two and a half. All right. Um, you know, I'm with you. Like, it is... It wants to be this thing because it has these Disney characters in there, but they want to push that, I think, as far as they can get. Um, and still have the rights to use those Disney characters. So, and again, I grew up on Disney, so it was fun with a lot of that stuff, but it's it's just, the dialogue is even worse. Like, if, if, a, if my, I don't think I could play this in front of anybody but, like, my wife and Glenn and, like, people like that that fucking understand this. Like, if my parents had ever walked in on me playing this game, they would have laughed me till last Tuesday, okay? Like, they would have been like, you are the worst kind of human being. I am so disowning you. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a two and a half, too. Where are you at, Marcus? I'll give it a three. Three? Okay. I mean, that's fair. You like the story more than the gameplay? Okay. He's not, he's not, he's he's not, he's not, he's not used to this. Nick, let him be. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I right. mean, you're, you're free to your opinion. It's just you're allowed to be wrong. That's what we say on the show all the time. <laughs> I right. like, it was like I said it was weird, but um, you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> you know, it was a little weird story, but I, I thought it was uh, it was interesting. Yeah, the I mean, there was just too many uh, too many bugs for me. That's why I kind of nut pegged down a little bit. There's um there's a. Uh... There's there's some moments of genuine badassery that occur. Like there's some really cool moments, but it's bogged down by like Nick said, this other schlock in the middle, you know? So I can see I can see the appeal. I understand why people that's like a good, it. 
good term for the Disney element, the schlock. Like yeah. That. All right, so second musical break is mine. It's Traverse Towns theme. Now you hear this a lot. It can it can wear on you, but it's it's a cool, fun. It's it, it's a lot of the um the sort of non Disney theme, non battle themes that Yoko um does in this this uh. This game are very reminiscent of Legend of Mana, and we all know how to love that. So we're going to listen to Traverse Town theme for a little bit, right, y'all? If I, this is going to be an ad. Fuck me. That's great. Thanks a bunch. That's great. The shittiest YouTube. That's sweet. This, this is why you pick fucking things that don't have ads. It's from the same playlist as yours. I didn't preload it, so shut your face. I clicked on it just now. I didn't get ads. Just bit of the chocobo theme in it just a little bit if you listen to it all right i don't hear that at all it's just that that backing that string like this the like the like uh not the not the like fast chocobo racing themes but like the like the general like uh milling around chocobo theme it's got the little bing ding 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 kind of thing going okay if you say so Brent. if you say so all right whatever uh visuals so most cases they're just 3 dfying some sort of uh disney world i think when it does its own thing like i think the designs of the heartless are cool i think um how they sort of create heartless that are thematically appropriate to each of the zones it's pretty cool um that black on red is just a they're just striking color combination so i think um all that stuff is fine um my main concern, though, with the visuals of this game is their inconsistency, right? So some characters have modeled eyeballs. Some of them are just mapped onto the character's face. And uh, it, with really no no rhyme or reason. I think it just depends on how important they are to the plot. Well, so we talk to Jane on uh, in Tarzan World more than we do, um, like the the guy that. Well, I guess the guy does end up being a um, Clayton. A, a, a Clayton ends up being a monster, but you don't really fight. You don't really see him that much, and you don't see him in as many cutscenes as you see Jane, and she's got flat fucking face. Like I don't know. Like it just it it didn't, it just struck me as weird. Like, which characters had 3D eyeballs and which ones didn't. I don't know why it was a thing for me this time, but it was. But when he does his thing, it's fine. I well, you also get sometimes, I guess depending on what's happening on screen, like maybe there's too much shit happening, but I've seen Sora's eyes go from model to oh yeah, uh, painted on or whatever. Yeah, no. So it, it's, not, it's not consistent. Yeah, it's it's there's no consistency in it. Um, but design-wise, it's cool. I think they successfully made a lot of the 2D uh, Disney characters look good in 3D. 
for the most part. I think like the Winnie the Pooh characters are kind of freakish. Um, but uh, yeah. Nick, what you got to say about the visuals here? Um, I think for the most part, they were really good. Uh, as we played the remaster, Marcus probably has a different opinion. Uh, but I think they did a pretty good job like upscaling everything and making sure it looked okay. Uh, there's there's obvious things that uh, like you can see pixelated stuff occasionally, uh, but for the most part, everything looked really good. Um, I did have a weird thing about Sora. Is he wearing a fucking jumper? You know what? Like That's I can't tell if he's got hurt. shorts on or if he's got a shirt, because like he's like the zipper goes straight up down, like right down to his crotch. So I'm like, is he wearing like a fucking jumper right now, a onesie or whatever the fuck it is? We don't. We let's not question Sora's character costume design too much. This is Square Enix we're talking about. Like costume design is not not winning for them, if you ask me. They they have many many questions. Many, many. Uh, but I do have questions about why they re did cloud and sephiroth's models like yeah. they have one wing each and then the cloud all of a sudden is like this badass with bandages all on them and shit and it's like okay and the, but the only reason i accept it is because like the 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 guy in charge of king the kingdom hearts i forget his name is the guy that did the character designs for like final fantasy 7 like he's the guy that designed cloud and several so i guess i'm okay with it like because the cloth wrap the buster sword is kind of badass kind of like that so yeah that looked really good i mean even on the, uh, the playstation 2 um you know i thought a lot of the visual aspects were, were, were pretty decent um you know considering the uh the generation um yeah i really liked the, a lot of the uh like especially when you got like the fire upgrades and stuff they looked really cool i like the um the blizzard spell, um, the the visuals on those are really neat. Um, you know, when you roll around and stuff, uh, it didn't look um, that bad. You know, you kind of see him actually doing the motion. Um, I, I like the visuals. How do you uh, feel about um, How do you feel about the designs, like the heartless designs, the character designs, that kind of thing? They look good. Um, I really like the uh, one of my favorite ones was the uh, Halloween Town Heart. Um, they worked so well with the uh, you know, with the theme of the, you know, Halloween. And, you know, and not that that's a difficult thing to pull off, you know, it's like skeletons, you know, pumpkins, etc. Um, but, you know, I think they did a really good job with uh, with the heartless design as well. All right. I do like that you, every world you go to, your characters kind of ad- adopt the aesthetic of the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they had Even... different costumes, too. That was great. I think that was cool, too. Yep. I also like that uh, any monster that appeared in a world, I think it, the, only, the only one that did it was Searchlight, Searchlight Ghost, where he, I think he's a monster and he's also in Atlantica, but he's also in Halloween Town. Yeah. He, there, he, he, he has like a, a Halloween town look to him. He's got a new well. skin. Like they reskin yeah. him for the world. That's I like that. That's cool. Um, anything else that didn't work for either of you guys before we score this one? Hmm. I'll take that as a no. I can't uh, say I, I, I noticed the. You guys were talking about the eyeballs, but I don't think I noticed that. Maybe that was just like a. a they were probably all all thing. one way in the original version. It probably yeah, has something to do with the updating of the models. Um, 
I'm going to give it a four. Marcus, what are you going to give it? Yeah, I'd say a four too. Nick, where you at? I was impressed. I was really impressed. Uh, I'd give it a four and a half. Ballin. Looks good. Uh, let's move on to music. Uh, the who composed? What we say her name was Yoko Shimomura. Shimomura. I'm so bad with those names. So bad. Uh, we know her from Legend of Mana, at least for this show. What is some other stuff she worked on, Nick? You got that in front of you? Uh, I know she's done Parasite Eve. Okay. Uh, and she does. She's done. I think a lot. I think Octopath Traveler. I think she did. That would make but sense. Not one hundred percent sure, but I want to say that's happened. Uh, Radiant Historia. Okay. Um, she's done a couple other things, but I can't say them off the top of my head because I don't follow her as closely as I follow. I don't really follow any composers closely as I follow Matori Sakuraba. So that's that's your boy, my homie. So um, music for me here, I really like it. Like even a lot of the like, there are some Disney songs that are just plain like okay. Like I don't need to hear you do, uh, you know, under the sea. All right, like there's some that I just don't need, but um, there are others that I think come across really good with the the remakes of the uh that she does here uh i think the the themes that are all her own are awesome like the battle theme that you chose um i think uh like uh like the instrumental version of hikari is pretty good um i don't like the the with the with the voice and when they remix it into simple and clean too like not a fan um, but I guess we have to talk about Simple and Clean. Uh, it's only the best song in the game. Not really. Uh, Sanctuary is a better theme for a Kingdom Hearts game, and if you haven't heard the one for three, that might be worse than Sanctuary. It might be worse than Simple and Clean. I'm not a fan of the one from three. I at haven't all. heard it. Um, but uh. The remix, they take out some of the stuff that makes the you really want to know why they're using the song, but uh, I don't think video games need these uh, vocal tracks with with lyrics. I don't think you need lyrics, uh, lyrical tracks in video games, other than chanting. I think it's fine, um, but uh, yeah. So, but other than that, like I really enjoyed the music. Uh, it, it, I don't know if that was a nostalgia thing or if it was like a like um but i enjoy her style like her ability or her compositions so um for me really enjoy the music it's getting a four and a half for me because it does have simple and clean fuck simple and clean to the grave and i have to listen to under the sea one more time i'm gonna die so um nick what are things that work didn't work for you music here and score it uh i fucking abhorred all the disney music but i think she did a great job of uh putting her own spin on the battle music for each world because they definitely incorporated the kind of uh style that was there mm-hmm. and the sound uh and i tried to stay in combat as much as humanly possible so i didn't have to listen to the shitty ass fucking disney songs did, anymore did you not grow up on disney is that your problem is that where i you watched were? the lion king a couple times i okay. think i might have seen every disney movie once but okay. i'm not this, this this like this makes sense my child my childhood was and was had a lax adult supervision, so I watched a lot of basketball. I watched a lot of the Pest. I watched a lot of uh, Night of the Roxbury, uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. 
I got it. Less, uh, less actual things targeted yeah, for that's children. That's why you're. I got it. I get it. That's why, that's why. That's why I'm on the little fucking hatred and apathy. I guess whatever. That's fine. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, anything that was a like an original Ayako Shimura, wonderful as usual. Uh, but like I swear to God, like I would I would get like under the fucking sea stuck in my head, and I'd be I'd be at work singing this fucking shit while I'm trying to like pull a goddamn spindle on a machine or tighten some fucking bolts, and I'm like, I, I'm going to hit myself with this wrench right now so I can just have something to wipe my brain. <laughs> fucking garbage. Wow. Fucking, it'd be okay one time, but feeling, pal. You, you're literally stuck in the fucking world for maybe up to an hour or more, and, like, I'm tired of Under the Sea, I'm tired of fucking Halloween Town theme, I'm tired, the Aladdin one was okay, I don't remember saw it when it came out so that one didn't bother me too much because it sounded like almost generic Middle Easterner kind of fucking music so that was okay but music's getting a three for me because of the Disney shit per, like fucking it just no aggressive aggressive <laughs> alright Marcus uh, did you grow up on Disney or are you just as vitriolic <laughs> yeah. about the Disney remakes as Nick is because no, that's no, kind I of mean, intense um, you know, I was kind of singing along a little bit here and there. Uh, after a while, it kind of got a little repetitive, but it wasn't the worst in the world. I didn't have the kind of experience that Mr. Nick over here had with it. Um, you know, a lot of the, the themes were, were very appropriate, though, outside of, like, uh, the Disney themes. Um, like, the battle music was really nice. You know, kind of got you into the uh, into the uh, the rhythm, I felt, sometimes. Um yeah. I like Traverse Town too. Um, just kind of hanging out in Traverse Town and buying stuff and trying to work on your upgrades. It was nice to have that little theme going there. Um, it was it was very um, relaxing. You know, kind of goes with coming back from a mission, trying to re up your supplies. And I did enjoy the music though, so I'd say uh, I'd say a four. All right, that works for me. I guess we should discuss like uh, I just have a thing about some of the sound effects. Wait, what was okay. that? I just cut out. Yeah, so ask about the sound effects. Like, uh, go ahead. Like, the only ones that really bothered me were like having Peter Pan in my party and one of his attacks, like he was killing or some shit. And like, nah, get out of here. You get the, get the lovely uh, death cries from Donald all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. It gets hit. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> up. Um, no, uh, the uh, voice acting, too, like, I mean, was fine. I mean, they had cheesy lines to deliver so they did about as good as can be expected with with what they had to talk about i mean you can only talk about bees and friends and darkness so many times well one thing that stood out for me was um you know when you had different people in your party everybody kind of just had like a like one name so when they would call them out in battle it's like you know donald goofy but peter pan was the only one with two like he just felt uh it felt like a like a lot in the middle of battle Peter Pan here. That was one thing that kind of stood out for the. That's pretty cool because I didn't even notice. Yeah, no. Oh, um, yeah, they kind of happened a lot because I used Peter Pan whenever I could. So, um, yeah, that's music. The next musical break is yours, Nick. What did you choose and why? Uh, I chose the end of the world, which is the uh, I, don't know, I guess the theme of the end of the world, the last. Uh, world you go to okay uh and i liked it a lot because it's i was 
listening to it and I'm like, this sounds like fucking the Niflheim theme from Final Fantasy VII. It does. It does. And that's why I picked it. So um, let's listen to that. End of the world. You're kidding me, right? If you write anything that's just on bullshit. Computer. Just vamp for just two seconds. There we go. That's awesome. Let's. Yeah, very no limey. Oh, the ad again? Yeah. See, the chanting and the vocalization is fine. No lyrics, though. Don't need lyrics. It's just very, um, very Final Fantasy. It's it's very, very reminiscent of a lot of just creepy Final Fantasy, um, things. So, um, all right. So, overall experience for me, this is expectations versus reality type thing. It's like, what did I think it was going to be like going in, and how did it work? Um, well. I beat it really fast. Uh, I, I kind of came to a slowdown. Uh, <laughs> TMI, man. TMI. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, the faster you go, the more friction, the more heat, the more blood. Everything's better. Um, so it's all about, like, I I sat down to play it, and I just the just the core of the game, like, I kind of got bogged down in trying to do some of the extra stuff and kind of lost my attention on it. But just playing the game i had so much fun like yeah it's cheesy and yeah it's it's kind of uh simplistic for some i don't think there's really there wasn't there was some frustrating moments but overall i just had a ton of fun man um i think it's a it's a great game to play overall I, again i don't think it's a a masterpiece i don't think it belongs on a lot of people's like best RPGs ever's lists but I like it man it was fun and I'm not gonna like uh, sit here and tell you not to play it that it's I don't think it's garbage so um, overall experience for me was definitely is like a 4 man I mean I, I crushed it Nick where you at overall experience I think for somebody who doesn't play very many RPGs it's probably a good game to play because it's not slow, but it's also not heavy. Okay. Um, so it's got that going for it. The plot we already kind of, kind of talked about, so that's whatever. Um, but I remember hating the concept of the game when it was first announced, not wanting to play it until some of my friends played it and said it's pretty good. I played it. I think I liked it enough. This time around, I remember not hating it, and I'm coming out of this not hating it. I did have a lot of fun with my first playthrough, where I, I was pretty much a god, because I was playing on beginner, and I did whatever the fuck I wanted. So that was really fun. Uh, but I did get frustrated as shit trying to do, which is a completely optional thing, and honestly, a waste of time. Uh, trying to speed run the, ga the game on fucking proud mode was a pain in the ass. But it was... It wasn't even like a good challenge, like, oh man, I'm glad I did 
I hate myself for doing it kind of thing, but it has really no bearing on the game. Uh, the game itself is, I would say, fairly enjoyable. Like you said, not the best RPG ever made by any standards. Uh, but it's still a pretty good game. I'd give it a three and a half. Okay. I mean, you liked it enough to, to say, I, I think we're going to play all of these. So, um... Well, the, the reason for that is now, because I really want to fucking play Kingdom Hearts 2, and that one blows this game out the fucking water. And I really can't wait to play it. So, yeah, no, I, we're, we're getting started on that ASAP uh, as soon as we get Chain of Memories out of the way. But, um. If we get Chain of Memories out of the way. We'll get Chain of Memories out of the way. Don't worry about that. Uh, Marcus. Overall experience, how did, how did how did Kingdom Hearts land with you this time? Um, you know, overall it was it was a pretty enjoyable experience. Um, you know, like I said, there were some aspects that were that were kind of annoying as far as the gameplay went. Um, but there were other aspects uh, that kind of made up for that. Um, I liked it. Uh, uh, this game was uh, it was fun. I liked the combat. Um, the combat was very interesting. The way you kind of controlled your character and you kind of have free movement in your, you know, within your given area. Um, and then the kind of different ways they change that as far as like swimming and having the, uh, the flying abilities. And, and later on when you were able to jump higher, uh, you know, it kind of changed the way you're able to kind of go at the, uh, the battles. Um, you know, you kind of get different strategies going. Uh, overall, this game was, uh, uh, I'd say a solid three. Um, it was good. All right. That works for me. Uh, now, Nick's favorite category, replayability. Nick, uh, how do you feel about replayability here? I think if you play it at one time, you're fine. Okay. That's about it. Really? Yeah, There's a bunch of extra content to do. Well, I guess you could do it all in one playthrough. Yeah, you can do it all in one game. You can do it one playthrough. You don't... There's nothing... I mean, I guess you could play the world in a different order. You can do things like skip Monstro... Uh, get to Hollow Bastion and beat that, then go back to doing Monstro, and you get different cutscenes. So, I mean, that's something you can do if you. What are the, really I've never done it. that. What are the different cutscenes? Uh, essentially, instead at that, because at that point Riku's been possessed by Anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't get the whatever the fuck. Yeah, Anthem. Uh, just fucking names. Uh, <laughs> essentially, he he's no longer buddy buddy with you, and he does stuff like. Uh, he's like he still kidnaps Pinocchio, but it doesn't really say why. He's just like I'm here to kidnap Pinocchio. He doesn't help you with the parasite fight the first time, and the second time, uh, he's like he says some weird stuff about Pinocchio, and then just leaves in the dark portal as opposed to like getting butt hurt that Sora is helping people out and shit. Okay. Like, even I like, feel like even before he was possessed, Rico was kind of a dick friend. I really did like. Well, you gotta remember, he's getting, like, whispers in his ear from Maleficent and everybody, like, oh, no. Yes, the first person he meets through the gate isn't Donald and Goofy, it's Maleficent. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a that's a nurture-over-nature argument. Kind of, yeah, he kind of gets a little, uh, a little past to that, I guess, but he's still a dick. Took uh, my ass so many times. Yeah, so, um, I, what, are you, what are you scoring in replayability, Nick? One. Uh, 
Uh, see, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna agree with you. I think there's lots of extra stuff to come back into the game to do. Uh, you can change your experience curve. You can do different start. You can do the world in different orders. There's so much um, to the game that I don't think you're going to do it all in one playthrough. I think there's a lot to revisit. Um, there's not a lot of different story uh, choices you're gonna make. Um, again, there's a lot of it. Uh, I mean, once you you can either say replay or come back in once you beat the game and do like post game stuff, whatever. But there's yeah, okay, well, uh, that's that's different than replaying the game. That's uh, continuing. It's it's the additional game. it's additional content. Like it's it's not. It's not. You can do it on one file. How is that additional content? That's in the. It's in the same. Just because file. you you can't play a game without playing every aspect of the game on a playthrough doesn't mean that everybody does. Like I I think it's it it offers plenty of of extra stuff to do. Okay. Like we should rename it from replayability to extra stuff to do, and like I don't know if it really fucking bothers you uh, that bad. Like it's not like, um, but you can't change that much in story. There's not, uh, yeah, you can play the worlds in different order, but not really changing a whole lot there. So I'm gonna give it like a like a three. Give it in like a three. Marcus, where you stand on replayability? See, I I would not, um, I probably would not play this again. You know, um, very it's, it's a long game too. You know, you can get a lot of hours, which is always a good thing with the game. I don't like a game that's too short. You know, um, but you know, I feel like the time that I put into it was sufficient. But I'd say uh, I'd agree with Nick in that. On a one. All right. Well, we got one you more. Just music. have a you just have a different definition of fucking replayability than everybody else. On planet that's not true that's not true it's not true <laughs> just just get over yourself nick you'll be okay um i give it a three get over it uh one last musical break that's why and uh it's mine and i did choose one of the the disney themes we're gonna listen to this is halloween from halloween town uh, I think oh it's a good, boy a good version of the song it's the only one i found myself humming along to when I was on the world. So that's what we're going to go with. This is Halloween. So, like I said, it's not exactly like the original. It's uh, it's got this nice breakdown, trying to stretch it out almost. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. So, questions from Discord. Oh boy. So, uh, we. I think I had fun. I think Nick had fun with this one. But the 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 lake of salt that that just poured forth from discord when we talked about playing kingdom hearts was intense 
Um, it is fair to say that uh, we do not have a uh, majority of uh, Kingdom Hearts fans in our, in our uh, community as of right now. So we're going to answer some of these questions. Most of it's about uh, why they think it's trash. But um, not all of them. So Winter asks, um, uh, what would you like to see from the original being Kingdom Hearts 3? And what didn't work so well? Or what would you change? It's a weird way to say that question. So um, there's not a whole lot from one that... I think needs to be in three that probably won't be there, won't already be there. Um, we, I don't haven't followed a lot about Kingdom Hearts three, so I don't know what's in it. I don't know if the gummy ship thing makes it. I hope not. Um, the Disney World things would be more Pixar than Disney. I guess they're technically the same, but you know you could be doing like Toy Story, Monster Inc., that kind of thing. Um, as far as mechanics, I'm not sure if there's enough of them to be excited i mean i don't i kind of like synthesis enough for it to show up if it's like um i think crafting would work in three but do you have anything in specific you'd like to see move forward to three there nick uh i'd say a better question would have been what do you like from kingdom hearts 2 that you think you should move forward to three because i think everything that they did in kingdom hearts 1 that worked they improved on in two and i can't see them Maybe anything that worked out of the game. Okay. Like well, we are playing. You know, this review is about Kingdom Hearts One, though. Say that again. It's, it's, he, mean, said, he said he said they're Kingdom asking Hearts about Kingdom Hearts One. One, yeah. Well, I know, but I'm saying like they've already taken it. They already kind of did it. it. Yeah, they already did it. So uh, that's just a tough one to answer because I don't want to. Um. Because what's what what worked already moved into two, so I guess I'd my like hopes to... would be they just drop the fucking gummy ship as a thing altogether. That's my hopes. Um, but it's I hope they don't double down on on summons because they they made a big deal out of what summons they're using in in Kingdom Hearts three, and again I found summons rather an inconvenience in two. So I, I hope they don't double down trying to get us to use summons because I think like there's a few of them that are just like uh like uh Disneyland rides. So Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. It's fucking retarded. Like roller coasters and shit. Wait, what? So yeah, no, the, the summons in Kingdom Hearts three are supposed to be based off of like Disneyland rides. Wow. So that's a thing. That's um, a thing. So, um, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, so Hurricane comes in with, uh, why is Kingdom Hearts so trash? How do people like it? Um, and I asked him, I was like, well, instead of just saying that, like, well, I guess I'll ask you, Nick, why do you think people think Kingdom Hearts is trash? Because Disney. Okay. And I think that they, like me, have some level of resistance to the concept of playing a fucking Disney game which is what it's made out to be because it's Disney with by Square Enix or whatever mm-hmm. so people resist, resist that thinking oh it's for children or whatever and I mean it kind of is but there's still enough I guess a solid enough foundation yeah. that you can 
overlook that if you really want to, but I guess some people just can't lift the wool over their eyes or fuck the proper phrases, and they can't look past the... Oh, they're judging the book by its cover, and they can't look past the Disney shit, and that's why they all think it's trash. It's not trash. It's an inadequate game for what it is. And, um... You know, I think a lot of people went... So let's say they're like, alright, everybody's jumping up and down about this Kingdom Hearts game, right? Because the fans really do. They they they, they feel the need to, to push back harder, right? Because, you you know, people don't want to play the thing they like because they're like, ah, Disney, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, you really should play it. So they push back harder. And they get real fanatical about it. And so people will try it. And then I think they take whatever discomfort or distaste they're having for the Disney still being there. So, like, they're fucking playing with Donald and Goofy. And, like, they're just, they're so just not into the idea of the Disney thing that they then double down on everything they dislike in the gameplay, right? They're like, oh, figures, this is bullshit. Because they already set their mind up to say, fuck this game. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the people that do have complaints against gameplay, while they're valid, I think they they kind of blew it out of proportion because they're already um, hanging on Disney, hanging on hanging on the the Disney thing. Does that seem fair to you, Nick? That seems like a valid assessment. So that being said, uh, let's put Hurricane on roast because I asked him I was like, all right, so what don't you like about the game? Why do you think it's trash? Um, he said, even if it weren't Disney and Final Fantasy characters, people wouldn't c- even care about it. Um, I don't know that that's true. It probably wouldn't be. Um, it probably wouldn't be the same game, or it probably wouldn't made it all without them. But people get kind of excitable about in- just about anything Square Enix puts out. So, if they had put out an action RPG that played like this, and the story was presented in a way that they could focus on the the heartless aspect of it, less the Disney World aspect, I think that people would still care about it. Um, I just think it wouldn't be the same thing at all. Like, I don't think you could take this game and remove those from it, because I think the design ends up entirely different. Like, the way the game is structured, the way the plot is structured, um, I think just doesn't... I mean, we didn't like Kingdom Hearts... I mean, Final Fantasy XV, and people are fucking losing their shit over that. I think uh, whatever Square Enix puts out, there's going to be somebody... A group of people out there that is just on board. Plus, the guy that that directed this is the guy that did the characters for FF7. So there is going to be people out there that would be. Well, he also did FF15. If I. I uh, know. No. no I think no. that I, he started it, Nomura? but then it, it got it got it got so past that 15 got passed around like like a whore in fucking trailer park, right? Like there are so many hands in that pie. So um. Almost made it without the train. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's okay. Um, the key, uh, the gameplay is stiff as fuck. I don't know if I agree that it's stiff. You feel it's stiff? No, I disagree with that completely. I mean, if anything, it was a little too floaty. Yeah, like I don't, I don't agree with stiff. Um, I mean, I can see before you get like, because you don't start off with block or roll. Like, so I would see that before you get up to the point where you get roll. Because you're kind of slow and kind of meh, so I can see that. Um, but it doesn't end that way. It, in fact, you 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 basically take 
take to flight like fucking Goku by the end of it, and everything's just fighting in the air. Um, uh, stupid gummy ship stuff was trashed here. We agree on that. Uh, yeah. Main weapon is a big key. Nah, that's going to be a big no for me, dog. I don't have a problem with the weapon being a key. I think it's a weird thing, but I don't necessarily have a problem um, with it being a key. You have a problem with being a, a key, Nick? It's essentially a sword. Sword shaped key. Sword shaped key? I mean, it's just a fucking sword. It's got embellishments on it. That's it. Yeah. No, like, I don't have a problem with it. Again, even if it was a key, like, I don't. It doesn't. Okay. Like, the combat works in that he swings it like a fucking sword. So the only way that. Like, it's a, it's a sword that looks like a fucking key. So it's a, it's a sword. It's yeah. not a key. The only way that it would be a key is if you had to, like, plunge it into enemies and, like, do a little lock picking, like, a lock training <laughs> thing or something. Then it would be a key functionally. It is functionally a sword. I mean, any even any like lock, like the treasure chest or even the, the world, um, you know, when you seal up the world, you don't actually stick the key into the lock either. It's like a laser, it's almost like a path card. Yeah, it's anything. like magic. Right. So I mean, and in the only the original, like skin, looks like a key. Like the other ones look way more like ornate swords with a really terribly designed handguard. But almost I like mean, an axe. So I mean, yeah, a lot of them kind of look like a bla- like a long, weird bladed axe thing. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, I. I the thing I enjoyed was running through the worlds I grew up in watching the cameos, but you can experience that on a Let's Play on YouTube. I mean, that's a fair assessment of that. But, I mean, uh, you know. That's the worst part of the game. Jesus. So, yeah. So, it sounds like his opinion is the exact opposite of Nick's, minus the uh, gummy ship comparison. Uh, so, Kujo asks, if you like this game, why don't you like FF15? Because I think... Uh, this game plays better than FF15 when it comes to the action thing. Because, like, I don't just warp strike around. I don't know. It yeah. fucking... You have to think about combat in this a little bit. Because, like, you got the big di- big guys and the defenders, you got shields, you can't attack their fronts. So you have to actually use yeah. magic, like gravity, on them or something to get around that, move behind them and hit them. There's dudes that are resistant to magical attacks that will absorb your magic. Uh, you gotta, like, jump in the air and do air combat occasionally, whereas 15, you can just mash the fucking attack button. When the big indication pops up on the screen that you need a guard, you can press the guard button to notify all the damage, and then kind of just hope to god that your party members kill some dudes for you, which is not dissimilar from this game, so I guess that would be the biggest comparison I would make. Your AI sucks in both games. I think the the floaty nature of this game uh, lends to its, 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 I guess, its fun factor, and the, the this game doesn't send me on a quest to pick up 12 frogs in 14 different locations. Like, I would also say that, that the exploration between the two is... Wait you spend less time running around doing stupid fucking bullshit for no reason in Kingdom Hearts. Like, you still do that, but it's almost half the game. You're, you're either driving around in a fucking car, which is... I would say it's worse than the fucking gummy shit thing, because the gummy shit thing is done in a minute. Whereas you can be in the car for up to five minutes fast traveling, just yeah. fucking driving. In the f- not doing anything. You're slowest, not playing the game. Slowest fast travel ever. <laughs> like, it's it takes the fast out of fast travel. It's just travel. <laughs> it's auto yeah. travel. Fuck fast. 
But no, it's um and like Kingdom Hearts, yeah, you're the the mythical key keyblade master that no one in each of these worlds knows about. Uh, but you're also dealing with consequently the most important people in each of those worlds doing whatever menial thing they're doing. Unlike Final Fantasy XV, where I'm the fucking prince and I'm going around collecting frogs for you. Fuck that. I'm not going and getting your ingredients for your dinner. I'm the fucking prince. Like, no. Like, that's the, the comparison is no. Just no. I also think it's great that summons are inconsequential in both of these games. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. 15 giving you the awesome looking summons, but you can only summon them sometimes, randomly. When you sing, fuck off. 15 with your bullshit. <laughs> I know everybody out there likes it. I still think it. It just. You can't. People should not. The, people should not have glommed onto that game simply because of the fact they released an unfinished game. We gotta stop being okay with this, guys. We gotta stop being okay with them patching it and completing it later. That's we have to stop. We're going down. I would also road. say they share a similar narrative style where you kind of get some some stuff at the beginning, but then the difference is there's like with Kingdom Hearts, you get a little bit of stuff on each planet. You kind of go th- or world that you go through, and then you get there's interaction with some plot of some type. Whereas in 15, it's like you spend six chapters doing God knows what. Like you explore some dungeons, maybe then you drive and do some side quests or whatever the fuck you're doing. Then you go to a new town, and I honestly don't remember too much about what the fuck happened before you get to the boat, and then you go and all hell breaks loose because then you actually get the fucking linear part of the game where there's plot. Yep. But whatever. Well, our shitting in a uh, fucking on fifteen lost us half our viewers. So that's a thing. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, the, I mean, we're we we're gonna stand where we stand on fifteen. We're not backing off of the fifteen hate wagon. Um, C ten sucked. C ten uh, kind of agreed with Hurricane early on, but he comes in for a legit question. Who was your favorite character from Disney and Final Fantasy um, in this game? I guess so. I mean, I liked Cloud's appearance here as an FF character. Um, Disney, I think that they made... It was cool that they made the Beast a badass. Like, I think that's way cool. That out of all the characters that got to be just an undeniable badass, they let Beast do it. Um, so, I'm down with that. Uh, Marcus, you got an answer to that question? Favorite FF and Disney character that showed up? I don't, I don't really know very many of the Final Fantasy characters at all, so... I do not have a favorite for that. Um, for the Disney characters, I'd say that um, my favorite one was Genie. Genie? Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's just so sad that it's not Robin Williams voicing it. Yeah, I can, I can I hear it. I was hoping it was. No, no. This is the, Robin Williams only have voiced the first one, and that was a whole legal thing. That's a whole. That's a podcast in its own right talking about that. But Nick, favorite FF and Disney appearance? Well, there's only like four FF characters in this, right? There's like Squall, well, there's Squall, there's... Cloud, Aerith, Yuffie, Yuffie, and Sephiroth or some shit, right? Sephiroth, you also had technically Titus, Waka, oh, Selfie. Selfie, and Sid. Sid, yeah. I can't say I really enjoyed any of them being there. I guess Sephiroth's probably my favorite because he actually, you fight him. Well, I guess you fight like Leon and Yuffie, Yuffie and, Cloud, and Cloud, but the Sephiroth fight is like an actual challenge yeah so that's fun i guess that's uh, that makes him my favorite i guess uh consequence uh, i don't know 
ironically, the same fucking world, Olympus, has my favorite Disney character, which is Hades. Yeah, no, Hades made a good appearance. Um, That's a good one. What's next? Uh, and then he also wanted to know why does Squall seem more like a bitch than he did in FF8? I don't know. He seems like way less of a bitch in this than he did in FF8. Because in FF8, he is the king of all bitches. Like well, in this game, he doesn't have all that fucking orphanage baggage. Yeah. Well, in this game, he doesn't do. He just kind of does like this. He's this, the mentor in this game. Yeah. Just like he's he's closer to the personification of um what's his face in ten. Uh, Orin. Orin. He's closer to playing Orin in this than he is to his character in eight. Like he shows up, and wants to kick your ass. And then plays the the mentor character. Where in eight, he's just like, huh, everything's so terrible, broody, 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 bleh. Like fuck that. Um. Then Skith with his obligatory on a scale from one to ten. How easy was this game to masturbate to? It's Marcus, for me, dog. Marcus, how hard was this game to masturbate to? So. Like whatever the the most difficult number is, yeah. I think it's. I'm going with one. It's a one. For me, it uh is probably pretty low. I don't know. I got nothing. Why, clever. why are you thinking about it though? I don't have a clever joke. Like normally, I try and come up with like a clever joke. Well, the female one. characters are like underage. Yeah, they're like children, and I could say, but like my wife got excited because I was playing it, so it actually got me laid. But then it's not whacking off, so it's whatever. Um, let's see. Alright, so, um, outro. The, I mean, uh, next game is Chain of Memories. We are tentatively set to record that. What, two weeks from now? Two weeks from now. Um, so the 27th. So, um, that's, that's, if any changes, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, all the things. Um, Let's see. I don't have anything extra right now. I think uh, we can go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. You can send us an email podcast at therpgshow.com. Um, join us on Discord. That's where all the cool stuff happens. Um, there's a link to that on the website. Uh, so be sure to check that out. You can always DM me on Twitter or some shit. I'll send it to you, whatever. Uh, we have Facebook, the RPG Podcast, uh, Twitter's. No, Twitter's the RPG podcast. Facebook is the RPG show. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think that's it on things. Make sure you leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Each one counts. We love you for it. We got a new one, but I don't know to read those on, on review shows. I'll have to wait till next off topic. Uh, join me and uh, Cujo Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday night, uh, as we talk about Octopath, you should see that go on the feed as a bonus episode pretty soon. And um, as we close this thing out, and whoever keeps humming it, I'm gonna just tag on an extra track at the end of this and post. So if you're live, you're not gonna hear it, but I'm gonna do the Hikari orchestrated version. I think it's a it's a great theme, um, but I want you to hear it in its entirety instead of just a little clip it here on the show. So that'll be in in post. That's at the end. So uh, any closing words from anybody? Yeah, I just want to say it was great having Marcus on the show again. It's been yeah. too long. Yeah, I hope thanks, he comes Marcus. back for another one. Oh, thanks for having me back, guys. It was it was nice. It yeah. was a 
Indie Pacers, sure. Yeah, man. We appreciate you coming back. If anybody wants to um, bother bother Marcus, um, you can send me an email. I'll make sure he gets it. I'll make sure he understands how much you <laughs> you, you you want his his dick. So um, until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Later. Bye, everybody.